It's like you just took all our bona fides and threw them out the window. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Geek Chew, podcast where we chew over the geeky things we love. My name's Eamon. And I'm Charlene. And this week we're going to be talking about The Night Of from HBO, eight-part miniseries that just, just ended, and The Vision uh, from Marvel, volume one. It's actually, um, remember when we first started the podcast and we, we had discussed like our shtick could be like we're way behind on everything and we just talk about things that are... I think so far, when we do the podcast, we've done a pretty good job of keeping current. Yeah. Um, maybe not so much with this one, because Volume 2, I think, is about to come out, or just came out. I'm not sure which one, but uh, written by Tom King, art by Gabriel Hernandez, Walta. Um, super book. Super excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> um so, I guess before we get into that stuff, though, did you have some stuff? Yeah, I mean, Bachelor in Paradise is wrapping up this week. Very yeah. excited to see the conclusion. This, for me, has been the most fun season of any Bachelor season. Yeah, because we all watch it together. It's like our family show now. Yeah, but not because we all watch it together. Just... Might say something about our parenting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but... It's so, it's just so funny, and these people are so crazy. It's just so entertaining and fun to watch. So yeah. I'll be sad when that's done, um, which I think is tonight. And right. Yeah. I believe. But, I mean, New Bachelor. Yeah. Starting, but that's not going to be out till like, January. Oh, my God. What are we going to do? And the New Bachelor is uh, Nick Vial. So. Yeah. Excited about that. Anyway. <laughs> um I read Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Yeah, I, I wanted to read that, and uh, I will someday. I didn't realize it was a script. Like, I mean, I guess I had heard that and then just sort of never thought of that again. So it was a pretty quick read, considering that it's, you know, all dialogue. Right. Um, and then just a few scene descriptions and stage notes. But, um, I mean, it's different. It's good. Like, it was easy... Like I wasn't bored reading it, but it's just not it's not the same. Mm. Um and I am all caught up on that sh- show Superstore. Okay. Which is really good. And yeah, I think you would like it if you gave it a shot. It's yeah. actually really funny. And um it's about like just this um because I don't even remember what you told me it was about. It's about this one store, which is clearly meant to be like a Walmart mm-hmm. and oh, that's right. the employees yeah. that work there and just sort of, you know, I mean, nothing like leaves the parking lot of this store yeah. and like it all takes place there. And just, what, 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 um, what network is it from? I don't know. I watched it on Hulu. I can't remember yeah. which was an FX, was it? 
No, it wasn't. Um, but it's got some uh, actors I really like, like um, whose names I don't remember, but this one guy oh. who was in this <laughs> very short-lived um, romantic comedy sitcom thing from last year's failed um, shows called Just A to Z. Them out of the park. And then, well, no, this one was now two seasons. This started its second season, so. Yeah. I mean, but it's a fun watch, so. I watched Hard Knocks for the first time on HBO. Oh, was it good? Uh, it was good. They follow a team around preseason, and they did the LA Rams this year, probably because they just moved to LA. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams, I think, don't want to be on it, but it was uh, it was fun to watch. It's not, I guess there's probably one more episode, but it's, um, just seeing another side of professional sports and how the how the players are and the coaches are and how they behave and uh it's pretty pretty entertaining there's a guy um pretty entertaining or irritating yeah, entertaining oh <laughs> there's one guy uh who i uh, william hayes maybe he's uh he plays on the defense for the rams he uh believes in mermaids but doesn't believe that dinosaurs ever roam the earth but believes in mermaids mermaids yeah uh i don't know it's it's just there's lots of funny little subplots that run through it um i mean obviously they're actual people but at one point they bring them to a museum and try to convince them that uh dinosaurs did in fact roam the earth i think they got them i think they hooked them (laughs) Uh, we did our fantasy football draft this past weekend two weeks ago not sure um, it was last weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's always fun, though. Yeah, We that just kind of hole up in a room, me, you, and Courtney, and um, go through. And yell at each other. Right. He really drove the price up on me on that quarterback. I didn't realize he already had a quarterback on his roster. <laughs> Should have just let him bury himself. Uh, I was listening to Fat Man on Batman, mm-hmm. and uh, they said there's they announced a Justice League Dark movie. Is going to come out. Oh, really? Yeah, directed by Doug Lyman. Same guy who did The Born Identity and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Jumper. Didn't you just watch Jumper? Yeah, I just he, watched that he again. Did, he did that one. That was not the same movie I thought I was watching. I guess it was more fun the first time, but it sort of just wrapped up really weird. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> not his best work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He has several very good movies. Uh, and we watched The Hateful Eight. Right, and we which, also watched um, Heart of the Sea. Right. Yeah, that was uh, disappointing. Yeah, I didn't I didn't expect too much it. out of it, I guess. But Ron Howard as the director. I liked it. Chris Hemsworth. It was, it I was, felt like the whole time we were like really enthralled. Yeah, it was an okay movie. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But you did not like The Hateful Eight. No, I really didn't, which yeah. is unfortunate. I, um, I still liked it. I don't mind like movies that have lots of gore and violence and blood, but like this one, it just seemed, I don't know, obtrusive to the storytelling in some of the parts where it was just like unnecessary. And Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I know. It's... It's Tarantino. To be expected, but... but 
I mean, but I mean, I've seen lots of his things that have lots of blood and gore and guts and. Yeah, this was the second time I saw it. I saw it when it was in town for the 70 millimeter road show, which was fun. It's uh, that was a good experience and it had the intermission Mm -hmm. and just the picture was beautiful and it's too bad because since then, you know, I've kind of gone through the whole Tarantino library with Courtney and uh, he really enjoys all of all those movies and he really liked Hateful Eight. Yeah, I mean, I feel like um, there was a lot of good storytelling as far... Like, I like how there's the, you know, this happens, and then we see it from, like, sort of a different angle, and the timeline, you see different different parts of the story at different times, and it's not sequential, but, like, I like that part of Tarantino's storytelling for this movie. Um, I feel like there wasn't maybe enough of the, like comedic stuff for a break that I liked. I never, like, I didn't find myself, like, even, like, really smirking, let alone laughing at, like, anything that was going on. It was just gloomy and gross. (laughs) So. Well. Oh, well. Yeah. Can't win them all, I guess. No. I mean, it was okay. (laughs) It wasn't like a, ugh, I hate that movie so much, but. Yeah. Uh. I saw Kubo and the Two Strings. Which I really want to see, too. Jake and Tegan. That was good. Um, I mean, the movie itself was entertaining and, you know, funny parts and, uh, you know, kind of a typical, I guess, well-done animated movie. But what really made this different was that it was all stop motion. And I really want to watch, like, half-hour, hour-long documentary about how they made the movie. They right. They give you a little bit at the in the credit scene and we watched a featurette on apple trailers uh me and tegan tegan and me um tegan and i Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah tegan and i watched it uh the featurette on apple trailers it was good um but it looked i mean it took them like five years to make the movie It it was it was crazy uh but definitely worth checking out the uh, the only other things I had were uh, TV related, which was Luke Cage coming drops up. to Netflix on 30 September. Very excited about that, and I guess tonight that uh, new series on FX premieres Atlanta with um hmm yeah totally thought I had his name right. It's something Glover, the guy from The Martian. Um, not Danny Glover. <laughs> well, he wasn't in The Martian, so... Um, Donald Unless Glover. I totally missed it. Donald Glover. But uh, it looks... I mean, I've heard a lot of good things about the show. I guess Donald Glover also is the creator of the show. He described it as, you know, wraps up the culture of Atlanta meets Twin Peaks. So there's... I've never seen Twin Peaks, so when people well, reference it, well, I have no idea exa- at all what, like, their... It's like you just took all our bona fides and threw them out the window. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's just, there's supposed, it's supposed to be, I guess, in a world where, like, tons of weird stuff can happen, and it's supposed to be really good. Also really good. Twin Peaks. I think we've established, neither one of us can speak to that. <laughs> But the night of was good. Yes. Um, I sort of... All right. Just... 
a broad overview of the next two things that we're going to be talking about. I came out with like one word that I felt really described these two things. Can I guess it? No, you read it. I read, no, I didn't read it on your thing. What is it? Ominous. No. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> How about... That's a good guess, though. <laughs> disillusionment? <laughs> sure. That also would fit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, on, so, on many different levels, that's just like the... I'm like, this is... Yeah. Um, but the Night of... It was really good. I mean, I liked both the Night of and the Vision. Yeah. Volume 1. Uh, so. so, the Night of... I guess written by Richard Price and some other guys. He's he does a lot of uh, crime stuff for TV and novels, and it's been in. I mean, uh, I don't know how many things linger in production. I'm sure tons, but uh, this one was originally James Gandolfini was pushing uh, to oh, make the show, and sad. he was supposed to do uh, fill in for, or he was supposed to fill the John Stone role. The t t who eventually wound up being John Turturro. Um, and I guess in between there, I just read this on IMDb tonight, that uh, De Niro was going to do it for a little while, and then scheduling conflicts, he had to drop it out. Oh, I'm glad out, so. that it wasn't De Niro. Yeah, I, I like I like Turturro. I do he, too. And um, he was good, I thought, in this, uh, in this role. I feel like a lot of times De Niro is just too De Niro for a lot of roles. Yeah. You, you know, like... Um, don't get me wrong, I love Robert De Niro. As a matter of fact, I just watched uh, um, Stardust again, and I love his role in that it's so fun. But it's still, like, you can't get past, like, you're like, well, that's Robert De Niro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this show, without De Niro, was... Uh, and I, I guess it was also kind of based on a BBC... Um, TV show. I don't remember what they what the name of that show was, but um, it, it does kind of have that same structure, I guess, where kind of like uh, Broadchurch or right. Um, basically, everybody's life just gets messed up, uh, <laughs> turned upside down, and there's right. no happy ending, I guess, uh, yeah. or a, a less happy ending than. Right. It could have been worse. It, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, but I mean, obvious, not obviously, but it's the eight-part series takes place in New York, and um, you know, it's all about this uh, murder case for the main character Nas, played by Riz Ahmed, who I've never seen in anything until the night of came out, and then he was in Jason Bourne as the CEO of the company that didn't that never crossed paths with the actual plot of the movie. Right. <laughs> or it was a plot in the movie that never crossed paths with the other plot. But he's also going to be in uh, Star Wars Rogue One. Nah. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. Just Star Wars. It's exciting all over. <laughs> but uh, I thought he was... Anyway, he was really good in the show. Um, yes, I feel I mean, like... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he did a good job. I mean... The whole cast was... The whole cast was very well put together. Yeah. Um, um, some of my 
some of my favorite. I mean, because it's a pretty extensive cast, and there's lots of little parts, a lot mm -hmm. of little parts. But uh, I really liked Riz Ahmed, John Turturro was good. Uh, Bill Camp, who I, I'm sure has been in other things that I've seen, but he played the detective box. And I thought... I loved was, his character. He really did. Yeah, a really good job. I felt like... Um, I mean, his character was probably my favorite because of just like the subtle depth and layers of that character and um it wasn't over the top uh just so many things with how he felt about his role in the as like the detective for this case it's a murder case and his you know it's going to be his last case before he retires and you know um, trying to do the easy thing versus trying to do the right thing. I, I just really, I mean, I yeah. really liked that part of the whole um, examination of the justice system. Yeah, and that's, I mean, one of the major, um, uh, I don't know if you'd call it a theme of the show, but it's it's definitely a big part of the message of the show. Right. But, uh, I mean, uh, to start, you know, there's that 90-minute first episode that sets up the characters. Which is, like, and, the, probably the hardest thing I've ever had to yeah. watch, which I think we discussed at one point before. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think we did briefly touch on it, but... And it's too bad that we haven't been able to record as often as we'd like, because... I mean, eight episodes... A lot, a lot happened in eight, eight episodes. Right. And it's kind of hard to, um encapsulate everything but that first episode was really good the setup for the crime the or the lead up to the crime um and then you know the fallout and the arrest um, different paths of different people yeah going in different places that night yeah yeah one of the you know uh hallmarks of the show was just so many good red herrings to follow mm -hmm. around and um, and as the show goes on, you know, they kind of slowly reveal things about even, uh, Nas, the main character that, you know, makes you kind of question, you know, if he didn't do it. Right. Whereas, you know, he's, he's kind of this wide-eyed, you know, innocent to begin. Seems, Naive. Yeah, yeah. Seems that way. And, uh, I don't know, it was, um... Just the detail of the show and the time they take to set things up. Every TV show starts, even the really good ones start, you know, in this other sphere and kind of eventually just turn into a TV show. Mm -hmm. And I think this one did to a certain degree um, as the season wore on and they got into the courtroom stuff. But, uh, but it was still, at the same time with all of the lawyering procedural stuff there's all that other stuff that you don't usually get to see like in the prison system and what being in the prison system does to people um and you know how flawed that system can be yeah it definitely showed um, a lot of things that you don't um don't typically see on tv and you know wouldn't really have any idea how uh, you know and I, obviously it is a tv show i don't know how accurate it is but how the lawyers are you know buddy buddy with the cops and 
they all right. they all kind of have this just because they spend so much time together like yeah. that. And... The system gets a as as it's perceived by the people who made the show gets gets a hard look, and Nas changes as he's in prison waiting for the trial, and um, the police as as the lawyers are doing their own investigation for the defense. Um, one of the things they use to poke holes in, in their case is just, they, they didn't look at all these other people, you know, they found, they found that uh, a guy who had an overwhelming amount of evidence pointed at him and they just kind of put the blinders on, um, to a certain degree. But I don't know that, um, because there was so much, going on in those eight episodes there's so much tv uh i i mean i don't know how much you want to talk about i i had some stuff written down that i just really liked about the show mm-hmm. i mean i i have some interesting like things that i thought were interesting like just specifically Nas's character and all of the changes he goes through i don't think he ever really becomes like a better decision maker by the end of it you know like he has all this change, but I wouldn't necessarily call it growth. Um, and that's disappointing, you know, as far as not as like a viewer or enjoyer of this show, it's disappointing in like how you feel for that character. And you hope that like more is going to come from it. Like you don't know really even how thankful he is to, to be done with the whole process just because like his life is just, crap now you know and he's disillusioned like he's no longer that naive kid that like just wanted to go out and have a good time and like ran into a pretty girl and uh, i mean so as much as like like i don't even know if i would call the ending of the show satisfying like i think it was like like i think i'm it's it ended and I'm not, I don't feel like there was more story to tell. Yeah. I just ultimately don't feel like, wow, whew, that was a roller coaster ride. And now we're done. And I feel that relief. It just sort of like, ugh, life. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's just the way the whole show played out. And you kind of saw that. Right. Being the end. Um, whether you knew exactly how that was going to come about or not. But, um, I did like a lot of the courtroom scenes, like the cross-examination from the prosecution. Mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's interesting that they, like, stayed seated a lot of the time, which huh. in, like, you know, television drama, like, every time they get up to question, they get up and they approach the whatever. And, yeah, it makes sense that they wouldn't, like, necessarily have to, like, stand up and walk over. They could just talk from their desk. Right. Because, you know, they're there all day. Now, now that the series is over, they're, you know, looking back, there are like certain things about the, the show that you kind of forgive in the moment. Then you look back and you're like, man, they really overdid that. Or, um, you know, even, even things that happened in the show in the moment, you were like, why is this happening? You know, oh, just, like all the stuff with the eczema feet that that yeah or the cat yeah it's that was all um you really just kind of thought it was going to lead somewhere right somewhere anywhere 
Uh, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I didn't feel like it didn't belong there. I feel like you're, well, on the one hand, you get like this deeper look into this lawyer's life, the Turturro right. character, uh, John Stone. And, yeah, maybe it's just like... But you um, don't really get to see the other lawyer in, like, her life. You know? Like, you don't get that yeah, same view. Well, I, well, that was one of the other things about the show that... And listening to people talk about the show, it clearly bothered many people, was... Um, and I get it. She wasn't... She was an important character, but not, like, a main character. And so they didn't spend the time on her that you're talking about. Yeah, but, but she also, could have been a main character if they had a story for her. The, the like, yeah. kiss thing all just, I mean, it kind of see, it really seemed like out of nowhere. And then it was all just to set up, you know, John Stone to be able to deliver yeah. the closing argument. Um, yeah, I feel that was like really, it was, thought, it was not an earned. Right. Poorly executed. Yeah. Um, but overall, great show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you want to, do you have anything else on the night of? No. Uh, they should not make another season. No. They kind of, um, I mean, they left it open-ended in a way that these people are going to go live their lives and that's just the way it is. Um, you could also look at it as they left it open-ended for another season, but I hope they don't do that. I hope they don't do that either. But yeah, I mean... It's open-ended because not everyone's dead. That's sort of what happens, like, at the end. Of, you know what I mean? Like, Lucky. when a trial is... <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, in life, the trial's over, and then people get back to their lives. Like, yeah. it's not... Like, even right. when we she see this her... whole media circus of... And she puts her sneakers on yeah. and walks out. Like, I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Anyway. Uh, it's over. Night of is done. We'll have to find a... Well, I guess it's almost TV season now. Luke yeah. Cage is coming out. Mm-hmm. The Flash will be back on. Mm-hmm. Um, other things. <laughs> but, so, The Vision. Volume 1, which is the first six issues, uh, written by Tom King, and uh, the art by Gabriel Hernandez Walto. Uh, Tom King, who is currently writing the new Batman series. I'd heard... Again, I'd, I'd heard a lot of good stuff about this series, and I'd seen it on the shelf at the comic book store, and just, I mean, even the covers look cool. I just never, you know, kind of... Right. Uh, I'm glad that you waited, though, to get it in one volume, then month to month. Yeah. Because I find that with the way my work is and life is for us right now, for me to read a month to month, it's so much harder for me to 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 just keep up with that you know even like my favorite books like saga yeah it's it's just hard especially over the summer now things are clearly lightening up a little bit but uh so the book so far is uh the vision from (laughs) i mean we know him from the avengers movies we (laughs) we haven't spent a lot of time um reading any vision storylines past or present um right the only thing i did and i'm not even sure how i like where this information i must i mean i clearly picked it up and read it somewhere is that you know vision and wanda also known as scarlet witch 
you know, have a relationship and children and something. Well, had. Right. Apparently. But then they all died? They died. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but, but they're also all alive. <laughs> right. Right. Except for the because kids, apparently. The <laughs> right. Uh, but, yeah, so this this is Vision has made a family of other synthesoids. Is that, mm-hmm. what, is that what he is? Um, uh, a wife, a uh, boy and a girl, kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, they move into this suburban uh, DC, DC area, mm-hmm. and uh, it kind of goes from there. Their their quest to be to be normal, to to not have a quest, <laughs> to right, fit in. to just lead their lives. Right. I think that's an interesting concept. I mean, this is very much in the same way as like the night of, and how like different choices take you on certain paths to. To certain ends. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I when I even read just the first issue in the volume, I, I, I mean, I was kind of blown away. This is, um, well, as far as new books or just comics in general go, uh, this this first arc made me more excited than almost anything I've read in a while. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I read the whole thing today. Like, yeah. I just... Um, breezed right through it and um what's interesting is like it starts off with this narrator and i didn't really like think twice about right the narrator who, who it might be i mean or... i just sort of assumed that it was just kind of a i don't know omniscient yeah. kind of narrator but in the voice of a kind of a robot because it's very matter of fact it's kind yes. of straightforward i like how it's uh, anytime it not anytime, but frequently when it introduces new characters, it says like, "Behold, um, yeah, you know, whatever the name of that couple was." Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, the narrator uh, was definitely an integral part of the story, whose whose role becomes more clear and expanded by the end of the first arc sort of right Mm. and there really is almost almost from the beginning um it there's this ominous tone set and right it's like well these people are going to end up dead and right and it's and it does uh the the author does use that kind of um foresight in in the narration he does the same thing in the new batman series um well to a certain degree. Uh, I think he's on issue five of the new Batman series, and um, I think he just used it for the first time. In a recent book that you just read. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, I'm trying to trying to think if it was in any of the first four issues, but um, he uses the same device, but here it's used really well. Um, and, I don't know, I, there's all these metaphors throughout the book that are, like, I don't know. It's just it's beautiful. It's really beautifully written. It really like, is. It's just conversations that people have yeah, with each other. It's funny too. It has like funny parts in it. It's and, humorous, but also like touching and interesting. And like you see in this like weird pattern of synthesoid conversations, like the same conversations that like couples and families have. Yeah, they just weird about it right. <laughs> you know it's just it's just a little different but it's the same 
Um, I mean, even just like going back to just the first issue, like they that couple comes into the house, they show them around and all these artifacts, the the vase of Zen La, right? And you know, then later the like, the why? wife is thinking about like why is there no water in there and why is there as, why are there no flowers in the vase? Yeah, and right, and uh, and then. You know, it comes up again at the end. Like, why, why, why would you even make this vase? Because it can't hold anything. Right, because it's toxic to all plant yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, it was so good. It really was. Very um, good. <laughs> and uh, and as the series goes on, struggles mount. Uh, there, are the the wife um, makes choices. Virginia makes Jesus. choices that that uh, result in. Um, I don't know. Things. Right. Everything about these first six issues was, was really good. And then the whole P versus NP, NP mm-hmm. um, narrative in the fifth or sixth book mm-hmm. about computers, how, how they, they use algorithms, and P is this solvable problem uh, that they don't have to go through infinite possibilities in NP be different and, is, yeah. and then like just the typical teenage high school stuff as well that's in there and it's it's crazy good i hope volume is two is good. out already me too because <laughs> i was really sad when i you know because we picked it up digitally so i'm clicking on the computer and i'm sad when like it it stopped no. moving forward <laughs> i was like that's it need to know what happens next i mean there's this big sort of reveal at the end um and you're just like okay now now what right where's it go from there right. uh so yeah i i guess that's it for for the vision unless you had anything else no i mean i don't want to be too specific i mean i do think you know without really knowing much about like vision as a character and who he is and what he's supposed to be and the kinds of decisions that he's supposed to make you know like how how probable is it that the choices that he does make by the end of this volume are like realistic choices for the vision but i also wonder about because there is not only is there the the future narration device but there's also some um, kind of woven in there stuff about seeing into the future, mm-hmm. and um, that's always a flawed concept, right? You know? And that's I, I wonder if that's how they're going to approach it because that's how they're that's how Marvel has approached their uh, Civil War two big event for the summer. Right. That's it's all about this inhuman that can see the future and. Um, I mean, it's basically Minority Report. <laughs> right, and but, also, but also, like, you know, how does your ability to see the future affect the outcome of the future? Right, exactly. And I just wonder if they're going to incorporate that into the story, or if it's like, this is the future, this is where this book is heading, it's, uh, its course is set. Or... I mean, I hope not. Whee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, now that now that the narrator has been revealed, it does. It, it leaves more of a well, uh, leeway for them to kind of veer away from that 
inevitable conclusion. And also... Not so inevitable conclusion. Vision is, you know, the protagonist. He's the hero of this story, but where it leaves off, he's very much not, you know, a hero, necessarily. You know, so... If it's the Vision book, you would assume that the decisions that Vision makes are the ones that are going to be... Yeah, it sure doesn't seem like it so far. But. Right. The <laughs> the saving decisions for, for this whole storyline. You know, I mean, just if you're talking about the standard, you know, this is the title of the comic book, you're reading a story about this person in this title. But I love it. Yeah. So. so good. Anyway, that'll probably wrap up this episode. We're almost on episode 50. That was 48. Um, I'm sure we'll have some kind of extravaganza. Maybe we'll record while having a glass of champagne. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of what you do celebratory. We'll have candles. Cake. I don't know, cake. I was okay. thinking cake, okay. but it's, <laughs> like, it's romantic day night. That's yeah. what it is. Champagne and candles. But I meant like candles and cake and celebrating and right. balloons. I had just went backwards about it. <laughs> Let's uh, just do cake. Um, right. So. <laughs> Cake's good anytime. So um, you know, we're on Facebook, Instagram. Twitter at Geekchu, all those places. Geekchu.com is our website, and you can download all the episodes there or subscribe via iTunes. And if you do that, if you leave a rating or review, that'd be awesome. And uh, I guess that'll just about do it. Bam. Bam. All right. It was fun. It was smart. We liked it.